Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Mac Show. I'm Jeff Gamut. I'm your interim host, sitting in for Ewan Rankin. And uh, it, you shake your head every time, Ewan. But... Interim for three years. <laughs> <laughs> and and hey, you're here, for Steve and Jobs. I'm still interim host. Yeah. In fact, the last show I did, I think, was when Steve Jobs died. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so you've been in mourning. Yeah, absolutely. It's one black. Yeah, totally yeah. makes sense. Yep. Yep. I couldn't afford a, a an Isimaraki roll next, so I've just got a wasp's top instead. You know, if you have a black Sharpie, you could just draw it on. I've got a set of jeans that don't fit me, though. <laughs> well, well, yeah, story of my life. Yeah. Anyhow, uh, and I see you're in your uh, bunker today, undisclosed yeah, location. So I live, uh, I don't, I, I moved out and I live uh, on my own now in um, in my parents' old house. And this is the garage that used to have my dartboard in, still does. Um, mm. And I've kind of I've titivated it a little bit, got a new carpet in here. It's um, it's better than it was. It's going to be the podcasting uh, location for the future, I think. Cool. Cool. And I've got a big, I've got a big gaming machine here that I'm going to get a Logitech camera on here, so I'll look a lot better next week. Nice. Allegedly. Well, well no. <laughs> you, you, what, you what, what's, pre what's presented on the end of the camera won't change. It just won't be as bad as as it currently looks. All right, get this Insta 360. We love. That's what I'm using. You're using Insta 360. Yeah. So we can mm -hmm. see behind your monitor if you yeah. want. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, Chuck. That's the camera you're using as well, right? Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah, I, can, it, I can do a quick move here, and you can just go right my right back from here to there. If only you had a guest. Yeah. <laughs> if 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 only. Hey, Ewan, we actually do have a guest today. Yes, we do. Will, how are you? Hey, yeah, I'm good. Thank you. Thanks for letting me come on. Oh, hey, no problem. Um, Pleasure, mate. Yeah, but. I don't want this to sound wrong, but it will. I mean, we'll let anyone on. <laughs> Great. Thanks. <laughs> See, I, 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 I told I mean... you it was going to sound wrong, but that's not how it was intended. Yeah, we'll have an yeah. example of that. You're not, because you know what you're talking yeah. about. But, yeah. yeah. yeah they so, let me um, on, and I had been retired from podcasting for years. <laughs> I, I'm so going to, I'm going to change he... my lower third to anyone. <laughs> 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 Hey, hey, Will, just a, a word of warning. Proceed at your own risk at this point. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. I'm just going to, I'm just going to ease myself in slowly. Yeah. If you've got a career, kiss it goodbye. Yeah, uh, if, you, <laughs> if you noticed yeah, but, uh, when you walked into the studio right above the door, there's a sign that said, abandon all hope you who enter here. You yeah. didn't see yeah, that, I right? noticed, I, I noticed that. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Good. I crossed good. myself yeah. as I came in. Okay. Yeah. But by the end of the show, Will will just be doing this. <laughs> yep this checks out uh but anyhow will happy to have you here thank you thank you yeah uh ben speaking of people trying to sneak out how are you i am fantastic having a nice friday morning yes <laughs> nice uh nice friday morning here too yep yep and, uh, and I do have to say one thing about the attire here. Uh, I am fully supporting uh, the American Heart Association's Wear Women for Red, or Wear, wear Red for Women today. Oh, wear excellent. Red. Awesome. Uh, then in that case, I will not 
make any uh, Star Trek related jokes. And and where women is the is the plot line of Silence of the Lambs, really, which is not good. <laughs> oh, 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 you and I really missed you. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna probably be the show title. <laughs> ben wearing women. Oh, uh, uh, yep. All right, Ben, uh, keep track of that one, please. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Um, so so sorry. Uh, so in the chat room, Dave Ginsburg has just posted. Here's the show notes that we use. So we've gone from Will Green stealing Adam's show notes from uh, from his podcast. We're now stealing in touch with iOS's podcast notes as well. Technically, we're not stealing with permission. My I, God, what have you been it's, doing it's while I've been away? It helps Jeff. Come on, he's been the intermost for all these years. He's been doing it. Yeah, you, you and I learned from the best. You yeah. don't do the yeah. research. You let Why? someone else do it for you. I just don't make rumors because I figured we would still use all of their stories. Oh uh, well. Um, yeah, sure. Our show was based on Matt Rumors, but no, okay. No, it's, you, you go, it's your show, mate. You go with it. Sorry. <laughs> Apologies. <laughs> it's, it, no, it's fine. I, I, I totally get it. Uh, things might be a little bit different. and They look uh, organized and they look worryingly organized. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> you and, we we yeah, have a whole but system. Halfway the, the shows, Ewan's going to be like, damn it, give me that damn mic. I'm taking over. <laughs> no, we, we have a whole system to, to make sure that the big show and the Mac show get recorded and published in a timely manner. Yeah, the world's going wrong. I know it's, and and I apologize because I I guess this means that we have set a precedent that when, when you're ready to take over again, uh, people are going to, I'm going to be utterly lost. You'd lock me out effectively, Jeff. (laughs) You you didn't know it, Ewan, but Jeff hired a whole staff while you were gone. Yeah. Yeah, you did. Yeah, sorry, uh, I've interrupted the introductions again. Apologies, I'll, sh- I'll say nothing there. Cool. Uh, no, it, this is very tame for the introductions. Yes, yeah. it is. <laughs> Actually, yeah. I mean, they're usually about half the show. Then TSO the, host. At the end of the show, I'm going to throw a ball over my shoulder. You ready? Like that? <laughs> I, I'm looking better. forward to it. <laughs> uh, sorry, Karen. So you, you gave me two wonderful segues that i could potentially use to to say hi to chuck one is uh speaking of tame and the <laughs> other one is speaking of bull and uh, and i just but instead i'm going to say chuck this is the first time i've seen you this week how are you i'm great jeff it's good to be seen it's good to be seen uh I was we got looking... two rider cups to talk about yes we do oh yes, no yeah yeah, <laughs> we won't. And, there, and there goes the show. Yeah, it's all right. Makes it easy for me. All I have to do is uh, is uh, watch the clock and eventually say uh, a segue that leads us into TSO hosts and mm-hmm. uh, and wrap us up. Yeah, uh, if oh, you want sorry, me to, uh, if you want me to, I can uh, move my uh, my desk uh, onto the golf course next door. Nice. Well, that, that, that's good. I was going to say, otherwise, people are going to say, golf what? You know what? So, <laughs> Mate, so, there's a cart coming around with the girl who serves beer. Why aren't you there already? Is that a thing? Is that a thing? Sure. You're having a laugh. That's the reason to take up <laughs> golf. I, 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 okay, I tried golfing once 
and uh, I, I'd been invited, and that and, coffin's got nothing to do with the golf. Yeah, well, <laughs> the, here's how it played out for me. I show up, and they said, "Don't worry, you've got clubs for you and everything." And I said, "I'm left-handed," and they said, "Don't worry about it." And they give me right-handed clubs, and they said they work just the same. It turns out, no, they don't. And uh, and I just I couldn't do it. So so uh, there was another person that had been invited, and and when I said, "Yeah, this isn't for me," they said, "Well, let's go wait in the bar." You know yeah. why golf has got eighteen holes, don't you? So you can pace yourself while you're drinking. No, that's, that's the, the number of that's... measures that you get out of a bottle of whiskey. That's the nineteenth hole. Oh well, so yeah. uh, so I just cut to the chase on that one because yeah, I would have thought it was right up your street, mate. I just went, I just went right to the to the bar and hung out, and and waited for everyone else to show up later. So it was the two of us sitting there, Perfect. just just um, uh, chilling, having drinks, and and so I've decided after what, talking through this, this is how I play golf. I'll show up with you and I'll wait for you in the clubhouse. Now you can walk around and drink with us because yeah. periodically a young girl who's, who's old enough to serve alcohol um, will come around in a cart and give you beer. You have to pay for it unless you're on a corporate day. It's free. All right. I'm in. Let's and go at golfing. Very least, at the very least, Jeff, the rest of us will be free entertainment for you because yeah, you know, it's true. It's, I paid. Oh okay, um, I'll I drink in the South and, Michigan and I'll record video. Yeah, and then I'm I going played in the South Michigan, Michigan Safety Council's golf day years ago because mm -hmm. my cousin was, used to work for Chrysler, did all the safety for Chrysler. I was there on holiday anyway, and he said, "Oh, you got to play in the South Michigan Golf Day." I'm like, "Oh, awesome!" So we went out. They came around with all the beer was complimentary and free and stuff like that. There was everyone had driven there, and it was just like, "So this is the South Michigan Michigan Safety Golf Day." <laughs> without safety <laughs> and you're all shit faced and you got your cars here welcome to america yeah, yeah. if you can walk in a straight line that sounds like south michigan to me yeah so i wonder who i wonder who drinks more golfers or skiers that's i be can a, speak that's intelligently and with experience yeah, on, on the skier part i'd say skiers well, yeah i was about to say either way that uh, way, everybody else is out there looking like a fool. I'm just sitting at the bar. Which ones do their sport drunk most often? That would be another good one. I think skiers yeah. might have that. Yeah. yeah. I think probably the least is go-karting, although that would be a bit fun, wouldn't it? Who has the most injuries while participating in their sport in that condition? Well, <laughs> skiers. Be, yeah. skiers. That'd be yeah. skiers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so world-class skiing all around me here and uh, and the purpose of the lifts is to get you high enough onto the mountain so that you can ski down to the uh, to the bar because no surely you've got bars at the top of the runs oh Ewan, you do because the altitude would really help with the alcohol then you, so you get off the lift and de depending on on uh where the lift ends there may or may not be room to actually have a uh, uh a bar uh right. for the ones so so for a lot of the mountains here you get off the lift and then it's just a couple minutes below the lift is where the bar is 
So you just mm-hmm. ski gotcha. right back down to so the bar. So you still get the, al- the, the altitude benefit. Good oh, yeah. That. And then yeah. Uh, and then you're done there, and you ski down to the midpoint where there's a whole other bar, restaurant set up. And, yeah. um, and then you get down to the bottom where there's all the, the big bars. And then you get on the lift and you go back up. So we have a really great system for pacing ourselves while uh, while we're skiing. Yeah, didn't the listeners uh, work out we're desperate not to talk about Vision Pro Plus yet? So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, the in the uh, driftless area, it's exactly the other way because instead of having uh, all these mountains above us. Uh, we're just in a super, super deep uh, old valley, which is a couple hundred, which is about 600 feet lower than the rest of Iowa. So uh, all the all the lodges are up on top of the hill. With uh, with it, with basically the bottom of the down in the floodplain. And you're all closely related. No, that's 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 the south where they don't ski. Yeah, this checks out. Yep. Um, hey, uh, and we have our masterclass skier with us today, Dave. How are you? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing great. Uh, it's been a fun week at work here. Uh, AV upgrades in my head there today, and trying to get that coordinated. So we got a new uh, room that's being uh, configured. It's been a lot of fun, but uh, Keeping up on yeah, Vision Pro. That's been a lot to talk about, but uh, I'm doing great. Glad to be here. Awesome, awesome. And um, well, um, it is Vision Pro launch day, so I feel like we are contractually obligated on some level to talk about Vision Pro. Yep. Um, so I dropped a link, which, which by amazing coincidence is also available in Dave's In Touch With iOS show notes. <laughs> right. Wow. It's spooky. Yeah, so it's a collection of uh, of links to various reviews about, about Vision Pro. And, uh, and did any of... Well, actually, I, I just realized um, only a percentage of us had the potential to order a Vision Pro. Um, only, because it's only available in the U.S. Only right now. four of us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's and, only four you might even want to as well. So I don't want to. Yeah, and uh, there, there's one of us. I learned uh, specifically from uh, Nilay Patel's review. I'm basically uh, medically not able to use it, and I may not be able to use it either because of my prescription. Because mm-hmm. I, have, I have a prism value in my prescription. Yeah. Because yeah, it turns out if you have uh, both eye tracking issues and you fidget, the thing basically doesn't work. Right. So you saved yourself 3500 bucks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they've, got, they've generated a product that doesn't sell to people with ADHD, which is their main customer base. <laughs> <laughs> well, if, if Ben's eyes tracked fine, then... then um, He'd be okay. It's the combination of the tracking and the fidgeting. Yeah, uh, there so really should for have most been... ADHD people. Yeah, uh, there really should have been a hand controller option. My guess is that will eventually come. Yeah. Oh yeah, in, in ten minutes, it, you know that that's just a natural thing. 
I guess I'm the yeah. one that could could have purchased it, um, but I wasn't quite sure just what was going to be available at, at release time and all. So when they started talking about the number of apps that are available at launch, it's like, darn, you know, now I'm kind of sorry that I didn't. Mm-hmm. Although I'm not unhappy with saving the money at the moment and letting yeah. things filter out a little bit more. Yeah. This isn't coming down yeah, in the- price though, is it? Uh, not right away. Not right no. away. Not ever. Yeah, uh, not the Vision Pro. I think there's eventually going to be a Vision. Mm, yeah, maybe a Vision true. Air. Yeah, and, and then there'll be it an makes opaque. Sense. The lower yeah, one ben, below that'll be the opaque. Yeah, you know, Ben, <laughs> they keep saying that, but I, I, I get a little bit frustrated with people that say, "Oh, I'm going to wait for the Vision Air, Vision Pro Lite, whatever," and it's like you have no idea what that product's going to look like. So, you know, if you really wanted this, then jump in now. And if you figure that you you aren't sure or you could deal with a maybe reduced mm-hmm. feature set, then by all means. But they act yeah. like it's a foregone conclusion. And yet it's like every other unannounced Apple product. Nobody really knows. Yeah. But I, I think, I think if, it would be. Oh, go ahead, Ben. I think if this was going to be the only price point, they would have just called it the vision. Fair point. Yeah, fair point. Chuck, um, to your point, I think that people would be more honest with themselves if instead of saying, well, I'm waiting for the Vision Air or the Vision Lite or the Vision SE, whatever, they, they would be better off saying, I'm waiting for something that doesn't cost this much because that's really yeah. what it comes down to because it's it's not about the feature set. It's it's about what they're paying for it, and they don't they don't want to pay thirty five hundred dollars or more. Yeah. So they well, say they've got I'm to waiting for the because they think it'll be cheaper. Yeah, but they've mm. got to differentiate themselves. Apple have got to say, well, this is why it's better than anything else that you've got out there: the Hive, the um, the Meta Three, etc., the Quest Three. Yeah. There's there's got to be a differentiator, and I, um, uh, I mean, we did have a chat about this last night as well. I, I think the problem that you've got is that you haven't got the ubiquity of the vr device with people yet to then start mm-hmm. pushing out a high level device that's worth the extra money where people go do you know what i really like the 500 dollar one that i've got so i'm definitely going to buy the thousand dollar i really like the thousand dollar now i'm going to buy the four thousand mm-hmm. dollar because they're seeing the benefit for it they've got the use cases they've got the operational thing for work and that kind of stuff coming in as well as you and do you feel like this is this is akin to the original macintosh introduction when folks really i mean we have a little better idea of maybe what some of the apps that we can that we can use where at that point hardly anybody had any idea what was going to be coming their way but i feel like this is just such we keep comparing it to different product launches of things that people understood or knew this is borderline brand new with the exception of things like the metaquest and all and those just from from my experiences with them which are extremely limited and everything i've read they're in a this is in a class by itself yeah yeah those were the demo this is the real deal that's a good way to say it ben i've watched a lot of videos today to try and catch up because i'm i am so far out of tech news that it's it's unreal um and the one thing that struck me was i watched a lot of things going geez that's cool oh my god Mm -hmm. that's oh wow that's amazing but i wouldn't use it it's not something i'd buy not something that i need 
I've got a, mm -hmm. a racing seat over here over the back side of this and a gaming PC to the right with a, with a, um, a, a Rift S on it. Um, and I get into the gaming seat and I sit in an F1 car with, with my goggles on and I look around everywhere at my competitioners and passing and stuff like that. Wow, what an experience. What's this doing for me that's beyond that? Nothing. The one where I look down and I see the F1 cars running around on the track on the desk and the desk is still there and the track is attached to the desk effectively wow looks great well yeah but i've got the tv i can watch f1 on the telly why am i doing this is there any is there any other apple product you that you've said that about when you've that seen the advert yeah yeah or, or kind of like looked at it and just gone yeah yeah well, you know i've already got a record player why do i need an ipod or you know no, i've no. already got a phone no i mean i remember going back to when the vr stuff really started hitting with the iphone um, and the LiDAR thing around that. So you could do captures of rooms, you could do measurements of rooms and that kind of thing. And I was like, and I've used those. And I, I thought at the time, yeah, those are going to be really great. I used them. And they did the thing where they did the Unreal Engine and they had the, um, there was like a, a turn-based battle game that took place. And then there was a live thing on, a, on like a, a, the Lego Builder stuff. Mm -hmm. And I thought, yeah, that's great. Because if you're into Lego, you're going to absolutely adore that. And it's a built-in feature. Yeah, with this that I looked at some of the stuff and I was like, "That's cool," but I don't know if that's something that people are going to go. I really need that in my life, or I've got a use case for it straight away. And I'm coming from a viewpoint of having not watched the evolution of this and the launch of this at all, so I'm I'm totally bare of any stuff that Apple have already said that that may have convinced me otherwise. Yeah, I, uh, Apple I have... have a Apple Apple have a habit of releasing mm -hmm. products that I say I don't need. And I go into the Apple store and I use it or see it and I just go, I want it. <laughs> the <laughs> Apple Apple make objects that I just want. And I remember going in and seeing the iPad Pro, thinking, I don't need an iPad Pro. And then there was just this slab of glass on the on the table. And it just had BBC News website on it. And I was like, God, that's amazing. I want that. You know? Yeah. And they they just seem to know how to make products that make you just go when you actually see it and you actually touch it and you use it you go i know this makes no sense but i want it anyway yeah i hadn't worn a watch in close to a decade before the series zero same 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 uh, i was different I, I wore analog watches forever i mean i got a whole drawer full of them i haven't touched since the apple watch came mm -hmm. out mm -hmm. So I probably I, I probably have in there that the long dead in batteries. So that that I've 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 been doing a watch at all. The only opposite. I I hadn't worn a watch for twenty years until I bought an Apple Watch and I bought the Zero, and yeah. um, it immediately made me realise I wanted an analog watch and I've not worn an I've not stopped wearing an analog watch since the Apple Watch made me buy an analog watch. Okay. Complete opposite. Well, your comment I think is interesting though that you said that Apple makes products that you want. And I guess I, my, my personal measure is a little bit different. I, I look at it and say, what can I do with it? You know, yeah. what can I, what, how will it make my life better, more productive, easier mm -hmm. you know, to take whatever measure. And, and that's where I'm, I'm really intrigued by the vision pro. So mm -hmm. I, I, I want to, I want to see what it can do for me. And again, you know, the the number of apps that seem to pop out at the last minute really makes me feel like, okay, this has got great developer support out of the box. Yeah. Where are we going to go from here? Because this is literally yeah. day day one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they said, yeah, I, they I, said I, 600. I, I, pers 
sorry. Um, I, I personally think that kind of like when I, when I, I love its integration with the MacBook, I see me using it with a MacBook as, instead of a monitor, you know, um, in, in work and just being able to arrange all my windows and everything around me. That's where I actually see I'll use it. And then maybe occasionally I'll take it away with me when I watch, when I watch a movie in a hotel room or something like that, or watch the F1. I've seen that same video you and I think I'm a big F1 fan and I love the idea of having all the different driver screens, um, you know, dotted around me and, you know, timing boards, etc. So um, I'm not going to rush out and buy one, um, but I, 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 I'm intrigued. I think I would, I think I would buy one when it's available in the UK. Yeah, when you you question about the the apps, and they, I think they said like six hundred apps have been released on, on launch day as of today, but you got the big players who want no part of it: YouTube, Netflix, uh, Spotify have, have publicly declared we're not have any no interest of of, of creating an app. Uh, so you're going to have to go on the web, and then we're not even going to say it's going to work on the web. So I mean, you got both ends of this of the spectrum with the developers. You know, they may come around later, but I guess they want to, you know, kind of feel out where it's going to go. I mean, I think these, this this interface is going to be just just watching these 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 uh, influencers doing what they're doing with this thing, and yeah, it's it, it's going to be interesting. I haven't yeah, seen I, a video I, of someone typing in a username and password yet on it yet. God, oh yeah, I, I, I saw it. I mean, using that little it's it's a keyboard just like on a iPhone. I mean, they're going yeah. there's pecking and so but then they pull, you can then they pull use, out the, the full size keyboard, keyboard too. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. bring out a magic keyboard, a magic mouse, or whatever. Any Bluetooth keyboard and mouse would work. Yeah, you can I mean, also speak. Be... You can also speak URLs, etc. Can't yeah. you as well? The voice, like Siri. Yeah. Uh, to be perfectly honest, I think the bigger developers have uh, motives that have nothing to do with the the Vision Pro itself. No, they Amen, have motives ben. because of of Apple. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Amen. When the original iPad came out, I was an absolute fanboy, and I just wanted it. And I remember Andrea Zuniga, who listened to the podcast, offered to go down to her local Apple store and buy two and walk straight over the road to UPS and shipped it to me. And uh, that was on the Friday, and I had it on the Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got it out, and the first thing I did was download the Shuffleboard app, which I still play today. Um, and there was only a half a dozen apps that were there, but I I was in a gaming mood then. I was in that gaming mold, so it, it was dead easy for me to say yes to it. Um, and this may be the same, you know. If someone had said, "Well, do you know what, you and give me four thousand bucks, I'll go down and buy you one, and I'll ship it over for you, and you'll have it on Wednesday," um, and it'll work when it gets here. But um, I haven't seen anything in any videos that's made me want to go. You know what, that would change my life. You know, that looks like a lot of fun that i'd use the the friend that i have that's i have three friends that i know of that are getting vision pro today and uh, and of the three one of them has expressed a uh, a use case where they were like genuinely excited this was coming out and Hmm. they they teach um uh pre-med classes like, uh, like human anatomy and biology classes and they see big value in being able to oh, uh, sure. to to teach while using this, and they also have to record a lot of video content for their classes. So they uh, that they're looking forward to having 
the whole massive Vision Pro space in front of them to do their video editing. So I was I, I was happy to hear that at least someone that I know has a, a tangible use case going into this. I think a lot of people oh, yeah. are gonna have use cases with the fact that mm -hmm. with their Mac, you know, that other uh, guy go back to videos I watched, um, you know, flipping up their Mac, you, they're getting a virtual screen from the Mac. They can have three screens, so one, one on both sides of you and one in front of you and have an amazing immersed uh, experience yeah. uh, using your Mac. So, I mean, that, mm -hmm. I think that itself is, was, was pretty, pretty amazing from what I watched. It's cheaper. It's cheaper than three and Apple cheaper. studio displays, isn't it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Now, the, the use case for me, which is not worth the price and the technology isn't there yet. Huh. I teach a lot of, or host a lot of webinars. Right. And if I could take everything that's on my desk that I need for, for uh, moderating webinars <laughs> and get it out of the way, I could have Vision Pro and I can have all of my notes just like literally right in front of me. So when I'm, when I'm uh, doing a webinar, I could look like this right at the camera as opposed to look like this, where this is where I would be looking to see my, uh, my notes. And it's a subtle thing, but it's still a thing. And, uh, and then you wouldn't see my microphone in the shot anymore either. The problem is that it's so uncanny valley right now with the, uh, the way it generates you. Or your avatar. Oh my God! Yeah, that just showing that avatar. I mean, uh, Joanna Stern, Wall Street Journal, just like it was like like kind of faded. Same thing with Marcus Bromley and and uh, Brian Tong was the other one uh, that that were on together. It just kind of eerie looking avatars of them. <laughs> yeah, but the avatars are a bit kludgy, aren't they? They are. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So it's it's like you either look like Ray Charles in heaven <laughs> doing doing your <laughs> webinar. <laughs> with god's pro on him or or yeah. you you look like you're um uh you're a, a, a an avatar from street fighter yeah round one fight yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, probably across the pond you didn't see this but this morning on the today show one of the correspondents was visiting a lab in florida where he could get a whole body scan and then showing how he could be theoretically reporting from anywhere in the world because they would just drop him into a, a backdrop. And it still, it looked good. It didn't look great. It was not going to fool anybody necessarily. But, you know, again, this is, it's, it's, it's like so many things. It's so early days that, you know, we're not going to have photorealistic avatars mm -hmm. yet. Well, because you, you get custom AI, can't you? The custom AI avatars aren't bad. The screen, um, if you were on a, a satellite connection, you could pass off the, the lip sync very easily and you mm -hmm. change the backgrounds on those. Right, right. But but again, you, it's, it's not, not going to... Admittedly, you're yeah. not live, mm -hmm. but... Right. Yeah. And you, we're not going to mistake you, Ewan, for your avatar. You know, we're going to know it's you because <laughs> it's going to look like you, but it's not, not going to be... Pixels, mate. It's, it's not going to be the real thing. <laughs> no. And we want the real thing, you. Oh, mate, I, I missed you so much. Yeah, I missed you too, man. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, do you guys feel like talking about anything else? Because I'll switch topics, or I'll come up with a clever segue and talk about TSO hosts instead. Uh, uh, no, I was going to say. Oh, go go on then. Sorry, Ben, you have it. Um. 
I kind of want to talk a bit about the spatial audio. Uh, the, drop that. So the, uh, yes, let's talk about spatial audio then. And, uh, and I'm curious. Uh, okay. I see your link and yes, I wondered if this is where you're going with it. Yeah. Let's talk about spatial audio. What do you, and, and, and I'll play straight man. Gee, Ben, I haven't heard about this thing. <laughs> Tell me about it, please. Okay. That was terrible, Jeff. It, it, yeah. It's my avatar. Yeah. Look, um, I will uh, start with this disclaimer. Uh, I have many friends who are independent recording artists. So uh, my view will be pretty biased in favor of them. Uh, but you know, when the with Apple Music, pretty much used to be that pretty much uh, everyone from the major record labels to the independent artists got the same deal. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't appear to be the case here. Um, yes, uh, I, I agree with you, and I see an additional problem with this, which is that it feels like Apple is reneging on a promise they made to to uh the studios yep. um we yep. should probably Not fill only... in a little bit about this the the deal is apple is uh, is pushing st the uh, recording studios to do everything in spatial audio and they are incentivizing those studios the ones that are not recording their audio as spatial audio they are um what is it they're, they're going to be harder to find but more importantly they're not going to get as much of the revenue pot because spatial audio tracks will get a higher percentage of uh, of the royalty money that apple is paying yeah and uh and the next question is going to be well why don't they just uh move everything over to spatial audio well because uh, it's super expensive. $100,000 per album. Um, well, it, That's yeah, what it, they're talking about. Yeah, like $1,000 okay. a track. Yeah. yeah. That's fine if you're Universal Music or Geffen. Um, well, if no, you're... Not. So it's 10000 sorry. Yeah, ten thousand according per to the article. Album. Yeah, right. Well, I got an and, extra and, zero and, there. And double that. It, according to the article, double that for remastering an old recording. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you look at the, I mean, uh, if you look at the quantity that's on a back catalog for someone like Atlantic or um, Geffen or Sony, that's a yeah, that's billion of money. That's a that's shit a lot of money. money. And you're only going to do. You're probably only going to. You're not going to do the back catalog of Taylor Swift. Even you're probably only going to do the current one because who's <laughs> right. going to she might be the only it? one who can afford it. But yeah, but I mean, the the other thing you've got as well is that don't forget you've got people like Carl Swagger who want everything on flag if it's if it's digital and would much prefer to have vinyl in the first place anyway. So there's certain artists where the the, the fan base for those certain artists don't want a spatial audio track. They'll hear one and go. Yeah, it was all right, but you know, I ain't paying extra for it because they are going to be paying significantly extra for it. 
Um, the other problem with this is that Apple has said that they they would uh, help supplement the costs of of uh, mastering for spatial audio. And recording studios are saying, yeah, we actually haven't seen that happen. Okay, so I, I I don't know if you'll if you'll consider this relevant or not, but for a long time we had mono audio, then we went to stereo, and I guarantee you, I've I've not researched this, but I guarantee you the same complaints were made. Oh my God, it's going to cost us so much more. We have to have double this, double that, to do the stereo recordings. Is this just one more inflection point where, okay, we now moving forward and for those really treasured recordings that, that they're going to go back and do the remastering, but for most things, they're just going to say, okay, used to be mono, now it's stereo, How, now we're headed to spatial. But you didn't try and convert mono tracks to stereo because you couldn't because you hadn't got the difference. The difference was with stereo that it was a second microphone and it was split in the in the mixer. So yeah. you could have that thing where you were doing an audio take where you'd split the microphones and you could start swinging amps back and forth to get a phased effect between the two speakers or um, you could get, a, a, you, know, you could spin it round to get like a, a phasing effect of, of pulsing and those kind of things. It was a physical thing to do. It wasn't a remastering process. It was... It was we record it completely differently, and all it's cost mm -hmm. us is an extra mic now. Yeah, uh, the the other part of this, Chuck, is that if you're if you're mastering for spatial audio, you're mastering just for Apple. When you started mastering in stereo, you were mastering for everyone. Mm, good point, Jeff. Um, okay, so I haven't kept on this up. On this part, so forgive me if I'm, I'm misstating it, but didn't I just see something this week where Facebook is now, uh, or Meta, excuse me, Meta is going to now support spatial audio? Video. Video, yeah. Video? video, okay. Yeah, so yeah. you'll be able to play the uh, the videos that you're recording on your new iPhone for your Vision Pro. You'll be able to play those on your Meta, uh, MetaQuest. Okay. All right. So then, then I mis misunderstood that one. Mm. I, I don't know. I guess, I mean, in some ways... Jeff, your your point about the uh, if if Apple is not following through on that, yeah, that's not cool. If they said they're going to do it, then they should do it. But it also, you know, this this can be a competitive advantage for Apple if people care enough about spatial audio, and that's something we haven't addressed here. You know, how much of a difference do you feel like it would make for your audio enjoyment? Would 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 you swap? Let's do it this way. Let's let's flip it in reverse. Would you move from Apple Music to Spotify if they had spatial audio and Apple didn't? Does it does it matter to you? No, high res matters much more to me than spatial. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, I, I mean, a well mastered spatial audio track can be just magical. But yeah, it's it's high res audio that I care about more. I think the thing with spatial audio is the benefits of it are going to be in the video um, enhancement experience more than just mm -hmm. the strict audio experience. Mm -hmm. I, I think there'll be a lot of, there might be some companies paying a lot of money for this to happen and in the end not making the return on it anyway. Mm -hmm. 
subsidized, subsidized by Apple or not. And I agree with you, Chuck, absolutely. You know, if they said yes, they should be believing it. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And and of course, we're just basing this off one article. We have no idea what all the details are. You know, What's that ever had to do with the issue? Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Chuck, I, I've read like three articles on this, and I might as well have just read one because yeah. it's it's well, the there, same there, thing in all three articles. Yeah, it's all re regurgitating the same source. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Echo chamber at best. Yeah. Welcome to the new media world. Um yeah um did you see the story that there's 2.2 billion active apple devices on the planet did yeah yeah yes. it's amazing and uh, one in f one in four on the planet has an apple device of some sort well no because because uh, <laughs> this panel's probably got oh we are we're, we're the uh, exception yeah. to that rule <laughs> <laughs> i could probably count about 15 in this office right here um uh, yeah Yep, I need an intervention. Yep. All right, do. so here's the thing with that number that, while it's incredibly uh, impressive, I want to know what it really means. Yeah, because, yeah. Uh, and, and this is something I brought up on Dave's show, In Touch With iOS, last night. Does this mean Macs, iPhones, iPads, Apple Watches? Or does it Pencil. also mean all these accessories, like... Apple pencils and a magic trackpad and Apple keyboards that people are buying separately. And um, what, okay, what does yeah. that number e really Even the mean? polishing cloth. <laughs> no, I'm going, I'm going, it's active devices. So it's things that report back to servers okay. that they're active. So it, it can't be a keyboard. It's got to be, uh, yeah, it, it's got to be something with a CPU. Right. Yeah. I mean, oh, there's a lot of, there's a lot of old, there's a lot of old Apple products out there. I mean, we still get, um, MacBook Pros from 2009, 2010 coming in yep. to the shop. And mm -hmm. um, we, we've, we've got an apprentice who was fixing a G5 iMac oh this week uh, oh, that was one year, one year older than him. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> um, so I, you know, you my clear... G3 iBook to play with. Mate, I've got, I've got my, um, my Mac SE. I'm going to bring it yeah. in. With the Apple drive that, that with the additional drive that I've bought, and I've got yeah. the I've got the torque drivers as well, so I'll bring those in and yeah. get him to fix yeah. that, yeah. and that that'll be thirty years old on him. Yeah, yep. we've got it. Like the first Mac I repaired was a, a Mac Plus from nineteen eighty nine, and we've got two of those in the shop, fully working, and um, our engineers say they're dead easy to fix compared to the new stuff. You don't need a microscope to fix the uh, mm. to fix the old stuff. It's off the shelf components. Well, to be, to be fair, the, those old computers like that, I mean, that's when we were still making things using uh, like stone chisels to, to carve the cases. <laughs> Soldering and, irons, yeah. 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 But you know what, Jeff? I'm not sure that I, – I know I know what you're saying, okay? But I'm not sure that some of the, the details really matter. There are that many people out there with active Apple devices. So that means that they have their, their – toe their foot maybe their whole arm or body in the apple ecosystem in one way mm -hmm. or another and that just that just says great things for apple you know being the company they are and i'll bring up another article that i don't have a link for but uh that this was the 17th year in a row that apple was voted the most admired company yeah i mean that's pretty 17 years think about that that's pretty impressive first year was the last time i was on the podcast 
no i in my head i was sitting thinking so okay what so what's the what's the fanboy got he's got a watch he's got a phone he's got a he's got a laptop he might have another laptop or a desktop something at home and he's got an apple tv so you're talking about a divisible by five i would have said as because i can't think you've got active devices at five more than five devices that are actively used i haven't well, I've got more than five devices. Absolutely, I've got shitloads of devices. But but actively used, I've probably got five devices. Yeah, wonder if it. I wonder if it includes HomePods as well. Oh yeah, okay. So yeah, there you have it six, probably does. Six devices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Should. There we go. Yeah. So, but and then some of them have got pairs, so that's seven. Yeah, yeah. 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 I got four Apple TVs, four four HomePods here, and HomePod Minis. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I have five active Apple devices in this room. Yeah, no, but we're not a good example. No, <laughs> that's true. No. Uh, Chuck, you. I think. Right. I think most. I think most non-fanboy, like if you're average family, you know, the kids might have iPads. You know, the parents have got iPhones. Yeah, there might be there might be a MacBook or an iMac in the house. I'm trying to as think well. the, per, the per person stat. The, the yeah. two point two billion devices. The per person stat has got to be an average of at most. Or, or uh, yeah, at most the peak has got to be um, the average has got to be seven rather. That's that's got to be as high as it can possibly go because now you said uh, home pods that 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 kind of well, trumps don't it, forget right? the the current studio display because that that's a, a full on computer as well. Oh okay, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, so that's better than I mean, the, Chuck, yeah. your your comment about just the sheer number being impressive, you're absolutely right. And, uh, and Will, you brought up the old computers. That's actually an important part of this too, because it, it shows the longevity of Apple devices and, and. Or what or used to be longevity. I, I think Apple are moving away from that now. Like you, you're not getting, you're not going to get 10 years out of a MacBook now. You, you three three to five is what most people are getting now because you can't grade them, et cetera. But, but going back, and, mm -hmm. and yeah, those machines are still usable. Hey, Will, I want to challenge that just a little bit. Um, okay. Because I, I know plenty of people that are running ancient machines mm -hmm. because they they have frozen them in time. They do something that that person wants to do, and yeah, yeah. it's good enough. And especially especially if they're not internet connected or if the use the use case is not internet connected, because then mm -hmm. it doesn't matter as long as the hardware functions. Yeah, so they got with the scuzzy port. Yeah, well, yeah, you and I know people ports, that run. Yeah, yeah. Ports, mean, move, ports move on, but also you know the OS being limited. So I, I, I hear you. You know, there are, I have customers that are using 2010, 2011 MacBooks, but now they hit your online banking is not supported by this browser you know that's when people need to upgrade when they just don't have a choice it's like okay well this machine you know a g5 imac can still run an rss ticker in in the corner of the room but it's not necessarily something that you would be using to do something on a daily basis that's constructive um you know, but if somebody wants to be running Microsoft Office, then they've got to be running a certain OS, and therefore they need to have hardware that can 
that can run that OS. So I don't disagree that you can carry on using them, but I just think for the for the majority of people, I think Apple is trying to push people down to this route where they're not I keeping think, the machines. I think the the analogy here is is more apposite now than ever is the, is the um, the car dealership because there's there's so much integration now within cars that there's people coming in literally with broken tail lights and the insurance companies are writing them off mm-hmm. because to actually physically get to it to take it to part to get look at the, the the replacement of the unit the unit's integrated with something else because it's got an led in and it's you know and, and then you know particularly again with batteries in in evs the um you know you, you take a, a knock on the batteries and it's a write-off of the vehicle as far as the insurers mm-hmm. are concerned because it's just not worth it because that's the way the manufacturer's gone but i think there's a little bit with you will whereby um you're in a business that is actually taking advantage of the ability to repair under the microscope and to harvest components from zombie machines and then start to filter them forwards and defeat yeah. the apple chip um orientation issue so actually, yeah. I think you know that that move from Apple is is in the right way, spun the right way in terms of your um, functionality is probably a positive. Yeah, absolutely. But it, it, Apple, 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 are quite Apple store would, on this. the Apple store would write it off and say you need to get another. But if, yeah. if people are savvy enough to come to you, they yeah. are going to get that ten years out of the commission. Yeah. I always say, I always say, there's a percentage of people that will go into the Apple store and the average you know repair bill for a liquid damaged macbook is a thousand pounds so there's a group of people that will just go right i'll get a new one and then there's another group of people that will come out and go well i can't afford that so i'll look for something else um and they'll google an alternative and then there's other people that will come out and just go i'll just buy a dell you know um so so there's three the three groups of people there um but apple will say you know they, they they support the right to repair and then they will pair an iPhone screen to the logic board that requires you to unsolder a chip from the screen if you want to swap the screens across without the message saying this is an unauthorized repair. Um, so it's double speak a little bit from Apple. They say they support the right to repair, and then they do crazy things like that. So um, you know that just makes me think that you know Apple didn't Apple doesn't continue to make huge amounts of money by allowing people to run their MacBooks for 10, 15 years. Um, they want, just want you to buy a new one. Right. I, well, I, I want to point it... out that I, I'm totally rabbit-holing here. Will, you, you just said Apple's doing doublespeak, which is a term that comes from George Orwell's 1984. So there's a little bit of, uh, of a total nerd... Um, Um, irony going on there because 1984 was the year that wasn't supposed to be like 1984 yeah Mm. yeah absolutely Um, well i really liked your point though about that the 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 older macs can't do what we need them to now and that's not an apple fault that's just the fault of all of us that you know things have advanced because 10 15 even 20 years ago the pace of change was not what it is now. Yeah. And, and, you know, so that that's where I guess I get into the folks that I know that have frozen the machine because that their, their use cases are frozen. Now mm-hmm. th- they may do their online banking on an iPhone, but you know, for the Mac, yeah, they're, they're fine with it. So, you know, it's, but it, it's also one reason that I used to 
at at my old office say, you know, we you need to replace these things every three or four years, or you're going to run into issues of not being able to do what you need to do today. And that's yeah. a lot. What I need to do today is a lot different than what I need to do five years, ten years, fifteen years ago. Yeah, I've got I mean, we first. always. Sorry, and we always we always say to customers, look, we can fix anything. It's just a matter of cost, you know, and it's a case of is that the best use of your money? And for some people, like I scratch my head sometimes that someone comes in and like is happy to pay five hundred dollars to fix an A one two seven eight from two thousand and ten. But and I and I'll say to them, look, these are your options. You can either fix it, and it's going to cost this. Or you can buy a refurbished machine from 2017 that's probably a better use of your money but people do get sentimentally attached to devices they'll say they'll say you know oh this was this was my this was my dad's or you know this was i got this when my first child was born or um and you know as long as the customer is informed and has all the options in front of them whatever they decide is cool with us we'll fix it we'll replace it We'll sell them a new one. We'll sell them a refurbished one. It doesn't matter to us, really. We just want to do the best thing for the for the client. Hey, I, I need to point out that uh, Bob Beach is uh, correcting me because I misremembered. It's double think, not not double, double. talk. <laughs> in uh, nineteen eighty four, so Bob would thank- know as well. I would I would defer to Bob always. Yeah, so. Th- thank you for the correction on that. Yeah. Um, but you know what gets it right every time? TSO, TSO host. host. That's right. <laughs> That's right. TSO hosts, they they offer uh, uh, rock-solid web hosting. They, uh, they make it easy to buy domain names. They offer fantastic customer support, and, uh, and, and they do great pricing. And why am I telling you about this? Well, because they're taking what they do so well, and they are using that to support us. TSO Host is giving us the bandwidth we need to live stream shows to you every single week. They're giving us the hosting space we need so that there's a there's a place for the website to live, so you can go and and see what's coming up and and uh, and find shows that you want to watch or listen to. They're also giving us that server space we need. So there's a place for all of the show recordings to live. So you can watch or listen to episodes whenever you want. The resources it takes to do all of this, it's it's kind of crazy. And it's beyond what we would be able to manage to bring together without their support. So, uh, so we really, really appreciate that Teosa Host is here and they're giving back to the community by supporting the British Tech Network. Um, so go online and thank TSO Host for being here and supporting us. And uh, a, a little bit of love like that goes a long way because we live in a world right now where, where doing something nice and something positive and acknowledging people for doing nice things, that goes a long way. It's kind of a weird world right now. So give them some online love. It's good karma. And uh, and if by chance you've come up with a really great domain name that uh, that you need to get, um, use TSO hosts. They're going to give you a good price. They make it easy to uh, to find and then buy your domain name. And you can throw in the discount code in, in your cart 
BTN20 and get 20% off your order. Uh, if you need web hosting, toss that in there too. Get that discount on, on your web hosting. And thank you, TSO Host, for being here and supporting us. And I so confidently got through telling you all about that. And now I just realized because Patrice isn't with us today, now I get to fumble through telling you about the chat. Okay, so we have the live chat going uh, when, we're, when we're doing shows. And that's where we'll, we'll have banter going on, uh, chatting with, uh, with people that are watching and listening live. And that's where we put the links for the articles we talk about and for all of our cool things. So if you want to see all of that, you can go to britishtechnetwork.com slash chat. Did I get it? <laughs> go <laughs> me. And, um, and then you can participate in, uh, in the live chat. Then uh, uh, let's say, though, that you're watching or listening to the show later and well the live chat won't work for you because it's in the past but it we keep all of those so you can go and find the live chat for that show so you still have access to everything that that was said there plus all of those links and that one is chat.britishnetwork.com got it <laughs> yeah uh, go me. All right. So Patrice has set up this like really cool calendar there and you pick the date for the episode that you want. So like today would be February 2nd, 2024. I am so proud of myself. I got the year right. When I did this yesterday, <laughs> I had to ask what year it was. Oh my this God. This is the Mac show, by the way. <laughs> did, did I say Mac show today? I have no you idea. Did. Okay. Uh, yeah, so there you there you go, all that stuff right there, and um, wow. Okay, so you can find all, all the live chat stuff that way. Did I get through all the important stuff for the live chat? I think you did. Bravo, yep. you did well. Oh, Kinda. holy forking well shirt balls! Oh man. All right, now it gets a lot easier because it's time for cool things. So who has the first cool thing? Um, and uh, and holy crap, Patrice is in the chat right now. Patrice from the plane. Wow. Hey, <laughs> oh, that's the yes, our cool our cool thing is Patrice. Always. Um, all right. So so Ben's first cool thing is Patrice. His second <laughs> cool thing is uh tell us about your, your cool thing, Ben. Okay. Um yeah, right now, as far as uh, MagSafe accessories go, ESR is my go-to company. Um, everything's just high quality. Uh, the, their magnets are super strong. And right now, I have the first generation MagSafe wallet case to the point where, yeah, it, leather is pretty much flaking off on it. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, they have a brand new one. And uh, this is a different design uh, that has some really interesting features. Um, 
Number one, it is a battery case. Oh, no, 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 hold on, hold on. Not a battery case, but um, what is that? Hold on. But um, yeah, it, it flips around a little bit differently. It can be used both landscaped and portrait. Uh, you can move it. The uh, I'm trying to think of the word for this. Why does the English language have to be so complex? But because, American, because you're American, it, 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 yeah, yeah, it can go from pretty much anywhere <laughs> to five to from five to one hundred and seventy degrees. It has a finger strap, so you don't have to open up the wallet like this to basically use it as a pop socket. But uh, here's why the thing has a comes with its own charging cable. It has Find My built in. Ah, okay. Very so cool. if you, yeah, so you lose this thing. You can find well, it. Well, you can find it. Plus, also, very selfishly, it came out on my birthday. Nice. Very cool. And it's available in uh, multiple colors. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, but the only one anyone should ever need is blue. Yep, yeah, there you go. Cool. All right. So, um, thirty-one uh, nineteen, thirty-one pounds nineteen available in the UK. Ah, cool. Hey, uh, you and do you mind tossing that link in? Sure. No worries. Awesome. Um, okay, Chuck, it is now your turn. I hope this isn't a repeat pick. Or a copy of somebody else's because well, I know Chuck. If it talked... is a repeat pick, it doesn't matter because we have memory like goldfish. Sure, well, yeah. Apparently, I'm demonstrating that. Yes, thank thank you for pointing that out, Jeff. <laughs> um, this is the Govi uh, Wi-Fi Water Sensor Three Pack. This is something that when, once you set it up, you hope you never hear from it again. But if you do, it means you have a water leak somewhere and you need to pay attention to it. Um, this is pretty darn cheap for something that could save you a whole lot of money if you have a leak under your sink, in your kitchen, or in your basement, or somewhere where things can get out of hand. The Govi stuff is, they've really come a long way in quality and ease of use. And, you know, they're expanding out into more and more of these sensor markets. Um, they've also done a lot of light things, but the sensor stuff right now is what I'm really interested in. And depending on what what kind of water sensors you get and who your insurance company is, you might even be able to get a discount on your homeowner's policy if you can prove that you have these things installed. Uh, the the ones I put in, it's a three pack with an, with an alarm, um, but they come in all kinds of different packages. You can add additional sensors later if you have more places that you want to protect against a, ma a major leak. So I, I, it's one of those things that, again, it's not necessarily sexy, it's not cool, but it could save you a whole lot of money and a whole lot of trouble. Not nice. available in the UK, unfortunately. Ah, sorry, you. No, no, don't be sorry. It's, 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 and it's currently unavailable in your store as well. Popular. They must have known I was going to pick it. Yeah. Clearly. Um. Oh, and if I use my Amazon Visa rewards points, it costs me zero dollars. Yeah. 
Interesting. You know, I'm seeing, I'm seeing it, the link I put in, I'm seeing as available. Oh, oh yeah, so am I. I could get it delivered so. today. Yeah. Yeah, no. Because I'm in the UK, so. Yeah. Well, so, you don't need them in Patrice the UK because Gobi's you don't have cool. water leaks. No, exactly. I didn't know that was a rule, Jeff. Oh, yeah. It's oh. a thing. Yep. We're an island, mate. We've mastered water. See, there you go. Uh, superior infrastructure all the way around. All right. Yuan, uh, tell us about your cool thing. Well, so I've had three years of not buying an awful lot from Apple, <laughs> apart from <laughs> battery charges and things like that. Um, so so in terms of hardware and that kind of stuff that's Apple-related, I've got fairly limited amounts. But what I have got is uh, Dart Score. Um, it's on, available on the uh, the App Store. It's free of charge. And um, if you've got a dartboard like I have, uh, which is kind of cool, uh, then you can put in the name of you and your your opponents, and it stores um, all the players you could possibly want. You highlight the ones that you want to go into um, the uh, the game, get rid of the ones that you don't, uh, add them to it, and then uh, you begin. And it just gives you three scores at 301 or 501. You type the amount in, it automatically ducks it, and it gives you cues as to what the finishes are if you're going to finish on a double. It's dead easy. It's free of charge, and it's bloody brilliant. Very cool. Hmm. Awesome. And it's free. I love that price. Free, free, free. free. My favorite price. That's right. Um. All right, Dave, now it's your turn. I found this cool little app. It's called uh, Teleprompter in Subtitles. Um, does uh, pretty much experience, uh, experience the power of uh, having a professional teleprompter, right? On your iPhone, your iPad. Also works on your Mac. Um, does script writing, recording. Uh, you can uh, write the scripts directly into the app and record yourself. And the text smoothly just goes on the screen while you're while you're speaking. Uh, when you're doing uh, presentations and such. Does video mirroring. There's mirroring options. It's got uh, text captions. You actually can even put logos in for your for your company logo or for your podcast logo, all that stuff. And uh, I found it to be a really cool little app. Um, it's uh, it's free it, uh, with in-app purchase. Um, they list a bunch of different prices here. I'm, I'm thinking sixty dollars give you like a, it's a lifetime license. But the best part is it's in set app. So. It is does free. it do speech? Oh, yeah. Does it do speech advance? So as you talk, it advances. Seems it seems to be able to do that. Yes. Right. Okay. We start playing with it a little bit, but uh, but like I said, the best part is is in, it is in set app, so you can uh, try it for free. Brilliant. Awesome. Um, Will, if you have a cool thing, great. And if if not... I always have cool things, I always have cool things. I'm always okay. playing with tech, so <laughs> it was like I was like I'm not prepared anything, but okay, I've got a couple of things, um, so I'll pick one. So um, are you guys familiar with um, Whoop over there? The Whoop band? Yeah. Whoop band? A yeah. Whoop. So, yeah. So it's like a fitness band, but it's like, you know, it's an Apple Watch without a screen. Um, and it's it's for athletes. It, it does. But that's what not what I want to talk about. So it's that's like £289 a year. So it's quite expensive. But it, it gives you a ton of metrics on kind of like your recovery and things like that. So I was doing a little bit of research around this. And there's an app called Athletic um, for the Apple Watch. And it measures a whole 
ton of cool stuff. This this thing just takes all the data from your Apple Watch and displays it in minute detail. So it can do things like your heart rate variability, um, measures your quality of your sleep. It gives you a recovery score based on your exertion the previous day and your rest. It measures your stress levels and can kind of like just give you just tons of data. And I was the other day just going, hey, I'm not quite feeling very well. And then I looked at all the data and it said that my my temperature was elevated and that my stress level and my heart rate variability was up. And it was just, it was just, it's really cool. It just gives you a ton of data. So if you're into sports um, and you don't want to pay whoop 289 pounds a year, um, this app is 26 pounds. And that's a one-off fee. Nice. And yeah. uh, it does have features that you can use for free. So you can mess around with it before you, you commit your, your, uh, yeah. your money. Yeah. It's like, uh, there's a seven uh, day, for, seven day free trial. So. so 30, $30 yearly or $4 yeah. a month. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Um, I guess that means it's my turn and, um, and <laughs> Legos. Well, I mean, <laughs> since Ewan's back, I feel like I should go with the Lego sex toy. Um, <laughs> totally appropriate. Uh, feed me, me the material, Jeff. Feed me the material. Yeah, <laughs> it, I know. But instead, I'm actually doing uh, 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 a family-friendly pick. Uh, Icon Factory. They have a nice. Kickstarter going for a an app that they expect to roll out uh, later this year called project tapestry and oh they're so close yeah they're they're going to hit it they they will hit it i have no doubt um we promote it so the uh so what what the app does is it takes your rss feed and social media that that has apis that can be uh accessed uh correctly and uh and so all of the uh, the information sources that you want to keep track of, and it puts them together into this app where you get this uh, this this display where everything is uh, is just listed for you really nicely, and then you can pick what you want to look at, and mm. um, and I am not doing it justice with with this what what this uh, app is capable of. But I mean the the uh, the poor description that that I can give you is all the stuff that that you want to see and keep track of listed chronologically and uh, and then uh, organized for for you. Um. So when I was reading about this when they announced it just a couple days ago, my first thought was, oh, this is what I've always wanted. Um, flipboard to do so i'm expecting that there's a high likelihood this may actually replace flipboard for me when it comes out uh, because this will be all of the content that i want to see unlike what flipboard does where it'll show me what i want to see but then it will also mix in things that it thinks that i would be interested in which means now i see a lot of garbage articles that are Clearly, um, like ChatGPT generated. 
which just sucks. I won't have that with this. So it's, uh, th there are multiple pledge levels that are still available. Um, let's see. Do, do, do. Um, yeah. So, so you can pay like, um, uh, $25 us just to, to have the app. And then that is from what I understand, a perpetual license, but then, uh, it goes up from there. And, uh, depending on how much you want to pay, there are other, uh, benefits that will come with the package. So, um, and should be available by the end of the year. So there you go. Project tapestry for my factory. Um, Currently planning on iOS, so iPhone and iPad, but uh, they have talked about doing uh, uh, a Mac version. And I'm wondering how long before they decide, well, we might as well do it for uh, uh, Vision Pro as well. Maybe. It could happen. God forbid Windows. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's not going to happen with them. They stay there. No, back. that's not their that's not their jam. All right. So uh, with that, it is now time to wrap up. Will, thank you for joining us today. Where can people you. find you? Uh, so we're based in Birmingham in the UK. But if you uh, so, we repair, sell, and lease uh, Apple products, both new and refurbished. Uh, so you can just go to theinfiniteloop.co.uk. We've got a nationwide free collection and return service. So if anyone in the UK needs anything Apple related, come to our website, send us an email, and we will do our best to help you. Awesome. I mentioned British tech when you do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, awesome. yes, you'll get you'll get a fifty percent off coupon uh oh, courtesy of you and you never know. <laughs> you never know. Yeah. Phil's feeling generous, mate. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm sure we can. I'm sure we can sort some kind of discount out. Hey, hey, we'll put that link into to the chat so that uh, it's there the for people to find. Uh, well, yeah, we'll sort okay, you out for next week. Put it in the Zoom the chat, chat and okay, I'll move cool. it over for you. Okay. All right, and while you're doing that, Ben, where can people find you? Well, Jeff, you can find me on your social media ch of choice at Ben Rathig. Uh, you can find my writings, including my ridiculously long uh, DMA article on Rathig.tech. On Tuesdays, you can find me on Mac Voices Live with Mr. Chuck Joyner. On Thursdays, you can find me on In Touch of iOS with Mr. Dave Ginsburg. And of course, uh, Thursday and yeah, it is Thursday and Friday here. You can find me on the Big and Max shows. Uh, just not together. That would make you hungry. Um, yes. Yes, it would. Awesome. Okay. Um, and Chuck, where can people find you? MacVoices.com is where you can find everything I'm doing. <clears throat> Pardon me. Right now, we're in the midst of releasing our CES interviews, and that's going to go on for a little while. Um, as Ben said, we do Mac Voices Live Tuesday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, whatever time that is, wherever you are, at youtube.com slash TV, And you can find me in pretty much any of the socials, major and minor, as at Chuck Joyner. Thank you, Jeff. Awesome. Awesome. And uh, Dave, where can people find you? 
You can find me at in touch with iOS at intouchbios.com. I'm on my YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash in touch iOS. I'm on Mac Voices Live every Tuesday night with Chuck Joyner and many of us on this panel. Uh, um, and I'm, I'm here on Fridays on the Mac show. And you can find me on Mastodon at uh, DaveG65 at mastodon.cloud. And we will next week, by the time you hear this, so we're going to have a, a special guest that, that has the Vision Pro. And I'm going to be interviewing him, and it's going to be on our show. I'm looking forward to that. Very cool. It just won't be any of us. Won't be any of us. No, it won't be any of us. All right, Ewan, I saved you for last because uh, you're also going to do a dart throw for us. Um, I am. Here we go. This could go anywhere. We'll get a little dart and everything. <laughs> don't, don't poke an eye out. Are we back close to <laughs> We're back close, aren't we? No. <laughs> <laughs> it stayed in the studio. It's in the wood. <laughs> Did I just um, hear somebody yell, ouch? <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, my name is Ewan Rankin. Get me at Ewan Rankin on Twitter. You, X, sorry. You can get me on Instagram at Ewan Rankin. You can get me on uh, TikTok. I'm loving TikTok, uh, Instagram. I, I built my own bed from instructions from TikTok. Um, and uh, um, you can follow my video work at 12spacemedia.co.uk or my photography work at uh, rankin.photography. Awesome. And uh, it's it's great to see you again. I, I no, feel like we're spoiled. Match, yeah. Glad yeah. you made it back. Yeah, I did all right. I did okay. Yeah, it's it's great to see you. All right. So uh, for me, social media, Jay Gamut uh, on everything. I'm active on Mastodon, Instagram, and Threads right now. Then for shows, uh, Chuck keeps letting me on Mac Voices Live on Tuesdays, and Dave keeps letting me on In Touch with iOS on Thursdays. And then I know it's so weird. I I don't get it. But thank you. Um, then uh, British Tech Network. Thursday's the big show. Friday's the Mac show. Yes, I'm still interim hosting. And then uh, Brian Chaffin and I record the Context Machine. This week's episode is going to be later because we have to wait for Brian's Vision Pro to show up today. And then I have to give him time to play with it and then figure out how to pull him away from it long enough to actually record a show. Yeah, that'd be fun. So I'm thinking sometime this weekend is when yeah. it will actually happen. It's be a late night show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I fear you're right. Um, <laughs> all right. So with that, thank you to all of you for being here and um, just putting a smile on my face on this Friday morning. I, I really do genuinely appreciate it. All of you. You're just awesome. Uh, everyone that's watching, listening live, participating in the in the chat, thank you for being here. I'm so glad that that you joined us today. Uh, all of you that watch or listen to the recordings later, thank you for being part of the BTN family as well. TSO host, thank you for being here and supporting the British Tech Network. Give them some online love, people. And uh, and then the new show daily, every day. Check it out. Five minutes. It's a great packet of the tech news that, that you need to know. And Kyle is so good at this. So check it out and then also throw money at it because it takes extra money for us to make that happen. And uh, we definitely need to keep that, keep that show running. So, so drop your, your, your dollars, pounds, euros, whatever onto that show. But, hey, Ewan, thank you just for being you. And uh, and Muller, thank you for making sure we have people for shows. And with that, 
Don't forget to join us next Thursday for the big show. And then again on Friday for the Mac show. And everyone, have an awesome weekend.